Mature, Mature content. content. Listener discretion is advised. Tarot Talk, The Walking Dead Edition. This is episode 001. I don't know why I said the zeros, but it's episode one anyways, and we are talking about The Magician Card. I am your host, Naya Thrice. And I'm Meg Watson. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, The aim of this podcast is to explore tarot in a chill, casual, and fun way through the lens of TV and pop culture. Uh, as a reference, the tarot deck imagery we will typically be referring to is Rider Waite Smith, uh, because it is by far the most popular and easily accessible tarot deck. So let's get into some like catch up from the last episode. Mm, yeah. Um. The fo- so last episode we were talking about the full card, and I completely forgot. To really talk about Carl, so have you read the? Oh yeah. Have you read the graphic novels? I got a ways into it, but I definitely have not read all of it. So the reason why I like almost smacked myself in the head, like right, like after I was done editing, I was like, oh my god, we didn't even because in the graphic novel, it's it's Carl's story. Okay. You know, when you get to the very end, it's it's him re- recanting the story. So that makes him like the, the hero yeah. in the graphic novels. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. 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 Yeah. You would find that ending very interesting too, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the show had to be different because the actor went off to college. Mm-hmm. So they they did different things. Yeah, they had to. But that's why I think I forgot because I think I was focused more on the show. And then I was like, yeah. wait, the graphic novel. <laughs> There's a lot more things that happen. And dear listeners, don't we sound so good? <laughs> Mercury retrograde is over. <laughs> and I am properly mic'd. Yes. So we, we have a new tool for communicating through technology. No big deal. Not at all like the magician. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um and then speaking of Mercury and the magician, um, so did you know, like in in um, the Hoodoo and Conjure cultures that, um, or traditions rather, excuse me, the uh, the silver Mercury dimes are used as a form of protective magic. Yeah, we talked about that before. I have one of those. I do too. I have one on my. Uh, on my business journal thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and sometimes it can be left like as payment um, mm-hmm. at the graveyard, um, which makes sense if you're considering like the, uh, the messenger of the gods. Mm-hmm. And Mercury was the only God that could go back and forth yeah. from the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, that uh, sim- symbolism and mm-hmm. how it's still it's still in effect now, so very good. 
something else we should have mentioned before is that in the Walking Dead edition, uh, in this edition of us doing the Walking Dead, just to level set some expectations, we will just be covering the 22 major Arcana cards. Um, and we'll probably have a few bonus episodes. Maybe some episodes might be a two-parter. Um, but we're definitely just covering those 22 major arcana before moving on to another TV series to take a deep dive into. Um, so this is a rewatch spanning the whole of the Walking Dead universe. So spoilers ahead. Be forewarned. Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Warning. 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 Spoiler. Yeah. And you have any other preamble kind of things? I don't think so. Um, okay. And, and for those interested, the website is concurrently being created as the podcast is. So please bear with me because, or us, because we also have, you know, other things going on. So, but it is, it is a work in progress and, uh. I hope for it to eventually just be where you want to be hanging out at. Um, (laughs) All right, let's get into it. What's on deck? The magician. Woo! All right, let's uh, get into, if you want to go ahead and hit us with some keywords. Okay, some of the keywords we have for the magician, and by no means all of the keywords, uh, skills, resources, and the ability to use them. Manifestation, consciousness, the four elements, trickery, the trickster archetype, manipulation, cunning, magic, communication, knowledge and information, creativity, as above, so below, and directing the will. Wow. That was... Give it to me. Give it to me. (laughs) That was great. Um... All right, and I'm going to jump into the imagery. Um, So we have a human figure standing with an infinity symbol over their head in red and white ceremonial clothing, including a green Ouroboros around the waist and a white headband. The figure has its right arm raised up and towards the heavens, holding a white dual-edged scepter while the left hand points down and to the left towards the earth. This is all happening behind a wooden table full of tools, a pentacle, a chalice, a sword, and a wand with roses and lilies filling the base frame of the card and a garland of roses adorns the top of the frame on a bright sunny day. It's also the Roman numeral one for the magician. Um, Astrological attributes uh, would be the planet Mercury, which is elementally air. Now, let's get into our main points. Miss Meg, please take it away. <laughs> um, well, my my first thought is definitely Eugene. He starts off with that um, con man trickster energy of a huge lie, trying to get everybody to go to Washington because he knows it's going to be the safest place, which is smart. But telling people that he can fix everything in order to get them to take him to Washington because he's a coward and he doesn't think he can get there on his own. And he probably can't. Um, He has a lot of knowledge about 
a lot of different things. He knows about farming. He knows about technology. He knows about, um, and he just keeps coming up with information. Like I can make a battery out of this, this, and this. I can make a, what, like just using the resources around him to make things that they need and can use. Yeah, kind of like um, like a jack of all trades kind of mm-hmm. deal. Um, Even the way that he speaks, it's very like unique and grandiose. He has this very extra way of talking. The Eugenisms, as a yes. as I call it, yeah. As um as I'm just doing the rewatch and we got introduced to Eugene, I was like, man, they really were hitting hard with the with the Eugene <laughs> heavy uh, you know, and <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> The Human Genome Project. I was part of a 10-person team at the Human Genome Project that weaponized diseases to fight weaponized diseases. Pathogenic microorganisms with pathogenic microorganisms. Fire with fire. Interdepartmental drinks were had, relationships made, information shared. I'm keenly aware of all the details behind fail-safe delivery systems to kill every living person on this planet. I believe with a little tweaking on the terminals in D.C., we can flip the script. Take out every last dead one of them. Fire with fire. All things being equal, it does sound pretty badass. Weaponize diseases <laughs> to do weaponize diseases. <laughs> and I was cracking up because I was like, that's a bunch of bullshit, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are when, not- uh, when Rosita's trying to uh, navigate to something and he's like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. I have navigated uh, travails and vagaries of journeys, both for real and virtual. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about, Eugene? <laughs> oh, man. He does such a great job with that character. Oh, God, it's true. Yeah, he does. Even the hair. I mean, on the, on the Rider Wade Smith, it's. It's a little bit mullety, that hair. <laughs> I just looked over at it. It really is. Um, I'm not going to unsee the magician without a rat tail now. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. This is so good. <laughs> um, so, um, Eugene. So, Eugene. Yeah, he definitely uses his words um, a lot to... Yeah, yeah, like manipulate or convince. Convince. Sometimes yeah. it's not even a manipulation. It's um, it's just here's the knowledge that I have, and people are like, "Oh shit, he's right." <laughs> True. Um, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, right when he meets Abraham, he's definitely like, "Oh, I can, I can use this guy as a bodyguard." Like, mm-hmm. essentially, is... I mean, uh, he's, he's using the resources he has available. Yeah. Tara says something about that, like, that he uses the one thing he, he can do to survive, and are you really going to blame him for that? Yeah, you're going to be mad at him about it? Yeah, that I, <laughs> I just finished watching that. Yeah, she's like, what, what you, you're still going to be mad at him? Like, he's still... He, that's the only resource he has. You're going to be mad at him for using it? Get the hell out mm-hmm. of here. <laughs> I love Tara so much. Oh, my God. So much. Yeah. Mm. Um, when they go to get the part to fix the solar panels in Alexandria and he knows exactly which part to get and he's trying to explain to them and they're like, no, 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 you just come with us and find it for us. And 
I kept thinking solar power is like the epitome of as above, so below. Oh. Like you're taking that energy from the sun yeah. and you are harnessing it to use on Earth. Right. Oh, yeah, the, the transmitter. Mm-hmm. That's something else about Eugene, too. He is the one who eventually fixes the radio at the hilltop mm-hmm. and gets the communication out to, um, um, what's the name of this place? The Commonwealth? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that was all Eugene and his, um, like, commu- yeah, his communication stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that he doesn't really come into his own until he gets that self-confidence, which is such a part of the the magician. It's um, coming from the fool into the magician and um, learning how to use those resources and building the confidence to be able to say, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. I'm gathering the knowledge and I'm figuring it out and I can move ahead. Um, I was also thinking about um, several characters that talk about um, feeling like they were already ready for this world. Like they'd been in survival mode for so long that this is the world becoming more normal. Um, Joe, the guy that... um, From the claimers? Yeah, yeah. Um, He says something about... um, like we've been doing this since the start. Um, uh, things finally feel like they're starting to fall together. And we get the same thing from uh, Nick on Fear the Walking Dead, where he's talking about, I feel like I've been waiting for this my whole life. Mm. Daryl and Beth have that conversation too um, at the the house with the still. Yeah. Where she's like, you just seem like you've always been ready for this. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of not that great. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, like some people are more, yeah, like had the tools of survival instilled mm-hmm. in them before the world went to crap. Mm-hmm. Just being able to recognize resources and how to use them. And that's not a skill that everybody has, especially not in this universe. Definitely not. So I'll move on to my uh, one point that I had, which um, is a is really just a theme about the about the tools for survival. I guess that was an easy segue. I should have mm. just said that before, but I didn't want to overstep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> tools of survival. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I wrote sticking with the pointy end, but in the brain, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for our heroes um um it's like there's the swords aspect the areas of the quick thinking Mm. um wisdom and water for cups being adaptable in the environment Mm. uh guns and things that go boom for wands and food shelter and resources and values for pentacles Mm, um yeah and the mercurial wisdom of keeping it moving because (laughs) he just can't stay still in this, in this universe. Um, So to hearken back to ye hearken 
<laughs> well, I, I say weird things all the time. You guys are just going to have to deal with it. And we're talking about Eugene. I think that's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to go back to um, Rick with him kind of being the main hero of the, the story mm-hmm. and, and the tools for a second. Um, so for, for Rick's tools throughout the story, um, we uh, like to call them hero items um, that make the rounds and have a through line, like, like a through line um, throughout the show. So Rick's gun. Yeah. That's definitely. It gets passed around. <laughs> it gets passed around. It has that, that's the, obviously that wand's energy. Um, it gets around to Carl, to Daryl. Daryl gets it from the sanctuary, brings it back to Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh Ultimately becomes Judith's. Uh, he gives it to Andrea to use on herself after Ooh. Milton bites her. Ooh, that was rough. That was deep. I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember that. Yeah. For some reason, I must have blocked it out of my head. I didn't realize that that gun. It's an emotional scene. It is. It's, yeah. It, it, it's, it, this whole rewatch is hitting me so much different. Yeah. Than, than before it's it's kind of weird and crazy and great so for swords we have rick's red machete yep and that gets around and it's also really cool because there is a web webisode about the red machete oh yeah and uh so that's kind of cool um then i considered the cursed orange bag for pentacles <laughs> um he picks up that bag in season three, episode 12, Clear, after he makes uh, makes the choice not to help the hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. But then he takes the hitchhiker's bag on the way back. Yeah. Um, and then that thing, that bag. I remember first watching Walking Dead and going, who's carrying the bag? Oh, my God, something's going to happen to them. Like, that, <laughs> like, it's like the cursed orange bag. Like an omen. Yeah, yeah. And then as for cups, <clears throat> as for cups, um, I decided that his sheriff's hat has a bowl shape Ooh. and it carries an emotional weight to it. So Glenn picks it up with the bag of guns when in Atlanta when, mm-hmm. when they go back and he gives it back to Rick. Eventually, Rick gives it to Carl. Carl uses it first for finding his own strength and stuff like that. He wears it for the longest time. And then Carl gives it to Judith. It's mm-hmm. like passing the torch along. Um and the show is not the show without that hat being around. Yeah. You know. Um, so, but of course we have a whole ensemble cast and we have um, other characters. So I wanted to talk about their hero items real quick. So we have Daryl's crossbow and angel wing vest. Mm-hmm. Michonne's katana. angel wings. I just got to jump into that for Mercury. Oh, yes. That's, that's so good. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Um, Michonne's katana. And kind of cats. <laughs> but her katana has Herschel's blood on it, even though she didn't yeah. do the deed, you know. Um, yeah. Tyrese and his hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I put Daryl's crossbow twice. Why did I do that? Morgan's staff. Mm-hmm. Beth and her songs. Mm-hmm. Kelly Slingshot. Negan's Lucille. And... Um, I was trying to think about Carol. I think in the later episode, she just has like a regular um, bow. 
mm-hmm. not a crossbow, but just like a bow and that kind of thing. But she she doesn't really have. I was trying. I really was trying very hard to figure out what Carol's thing is. But she's such a mutable character. Yeah. I think it's meant to be that way. Agreed. Glenn had the stopwatch. Well, Herschel had the stopwatch, and then Glenn had the stopwatch, and then it becomes Maggie's. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, you know, Carol has her cookies. Not the cookies. <laughs> the cookies. That feels very magician-y. I mean, that's the using the resources that you have available. And baking is chemistry. Like, it, it is really difficult to do substitutions. So the fact that she's able to substitute multiple ingredients for things, mm-hmm. that's magician energy. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but But cookies are not a hero item, I don't think. Well, maybe it's feeding people. I don't know, but I mean, she, she uses them to like get things. Yeah, but she can't throw a cookie at a at a walker. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of gets information out of Sam using the cookies when she's trying to figure out what's go like why he's constantly hanging around. Like, what is your deal, you weird little kid? Yeah, and um. Get, Gives him the cookies and then he starts talking to her and she's like, okay, now I know what's happening. Your dad is not a good man. Yeah. She's very, very resourceful though. I mean, Carol definitely, if we were- She's one of the most capable of using whatever's available. Yes, absolutely. I I completely agree with that. Um, It it would be interesting to do a rewatch, just particularly watching Carol in terms of how she uses the tools and things like that that's around her. Mm Um, but yeah, so, um, so anyways, yeah, just, uh, just wanted to kind of theme it out and talk about tools because, uh, for the magician card, we have all the tools. So, um, that's what I got for that point. Um, Abraham and vehicles. Abraham and vehicle. Yeah. He always gets pretty much any vehicle. And he just comes crashing in with it. That is like his MO. My entrance is big. Yeah, the fire truck, the military um, truck. Mm hmm. The bus. Uh, the church bus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Abraham does big vehicles. <laughs> that is true. Well, it's a shame they didn't uh, save the tank for him after, after the governor. He would have loved that. Oh, yeah, he would have. <laughs> Forget it. They wouldn't have been no stopping him. Um, hmm. Trying to think of anybody else. Sasha with the sniper rifle. Oh, yeah. And Bob's shirt. Kind of carrying that something from the past to kind of keep you tethered. Yeah. Rosita? That's another one that I think is is very um, like Carol, you know, whatever's at her disposal. She just picks up knowledge from anybody who was willing to teach her. She's a, yeah, she's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that, that was it. <laughs> yeah, no, she, yeah, she's a quick learner. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Rosita does, she's a quick learner and she, all that knowledge always comes back to hope the crew and one in some form or fashion for a while was that little hat that she had but yeah but um 
yeah, she just uses whatever, whatever tool. Hmm. Eugene and his mullet, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, everybody always comments on his hair. And there's like this whole episode where they're talking about it, like <laughs> trying to figure out why you're, why do you, why the hair? People just keep at why the hair? That's the conversation starter. Yeah. I love what he's talking about the the head of the human genome project. And he's like, who told me that it made me look like, and I quote, a fun guy. (laughs) (laughs) God, I love you, Gene. Um, (laughs) That's so good. Uh, the, The governor and his eye patch. Oh, that's an interesting one. But that's not really a hero tool. I think that's just an identifying quality. Um, well, maybe like an anti-hero tool. Like this, that represents um, why he's so angry. Yeah. I have to get Michonne because she got my eye. Boy, and did she ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did she ever. My God. It was so satisfying. <laughs> that was crazy. That was a good scene. Uh, uh, this, I, I'm kind of digressing over to, but that that when she's having the fight with the governor, um, and Andrea walks in basically to stop them, and they're like pointing their weapons at each other, Michonne and mm-hmm. Andrea. For me, it was such a two of cups reverse moment. Ooh, yeah. Because instead of sharing, right? Like, there's obviously an emotional connection. They don't want to hurt each other. Mm-hmm. But it was just that standoff. And I was like, what card represents this situation? Mm-hmm. And I was like, two of cups reversed. And, like, it's it's about the governor, but it's not about the governor. It's about the relationship between the two of them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, you could feel that. It, it mm-hmm. really shifted real fast from be- being about the fight that they were having to, or that Michonne was having with the governor to uh, what's going on between Andrea and her. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of square off and turn around to where Michonne could get out the building. <laughs> 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 it's kind of good. Um, and it's very much about um, trust and lack of trust. Mm-hmm. That whole conversation, that whole scene. Um like we were on the road together, we kept each other alive. Mm-hmm. You trusted my instincts then. Why aren't you trusting my instincts now about this? Yeah. And I don't know if Andrea ever really figures that out. Like why she didn't trust Michonne, why she let herself believe the governor. I think she was just tired. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a guaranteed safe spot. Well, it's it, in the scene when she's dying and she says, I tried, and the the way that Rick says, yeah, you did, is very packed. Like, there's a lot in that one line. Yeah. Um, she did. I mean, I think she got to know the, the community um, mm-hmm. of Woodbury. And she just, she's like, wait a minute, why are we fighting? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we total digression. I, I apologize. <laughs> um, but she, Andrea also is another one who used, tried to use her tools, but uh, I don't know. I kind of have her some put somewhere else. Um, but 
she doesn't really have a hero tool either, except the gun. I mean, most characters have just like some kind of weapon, but she doesn't have like a signature weapon. Yeah. Oh no, she does. She does her dad's her dad's gun. Or oh, well, the gun that her dad gave her. <laughs> I know how to work the safety now. Right. <laughs> um, because that's a whole big contention with um Dale. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we're good. If we try to pick through every character, we'll be here for like three hours. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your um your your next point? Do you have another point for magician? Uh nope, it's just a jumble of notes. A jumble of notes. Um okay. I have Glenn a little bit. Yep. Um so we we get some moments with Glenn being the magician because um like our introduction to him is over the radio airwaves. Mm-hmm. He is the eye in the sky. He can see Rick having gone into that tank, and um, and he helps him. He communicates with him to help Rick get out of that situation um, mm-hmm. as safe as safe as he can, um, which is kind of like that as above, so below aspect. Mm-hmm. Also. Um, and it's like, oh, oh, I say as above, so below, because Rick was trapped in the tank. And then they're almost trapped in the building. Yeah, as above, so below, meaning, like, the the microcosm of Rick being trapped in the tank. And then the macrocosm mm. of the whole team almost getting trapped in the building. Yeah. So. And he's the one who gets them through or tries to get them through the, the sewer when they're like, okay, well, we'll all go down. He's like, no, 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 that's not how this is going to work. Yeah. I'm going to need to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And his way makes the most sense. Like, it is the cleanest, fastest way to get where they're trying to go. Yeah, absolutely. He's constantly the one and, going on runs. Mm-hmm. By himself. To get tools and supplies for the group. Um, and he is really big on open communication and honesty with the group. Mm, like yeah. <clears throat> when they're on the farm and. And, he, and uh, Dale's like, you, you are a terrible liar. You can't lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even think he wants to. He's like, you know, he tells Maggie because no. Maggie's so pissed at him for talking, telling everybody about the walkers in the barn. And he's like, mm-hmm. listen, secrets get people killed. Yeah. You know, we can't we yeah. can't do that. These it doesn't matter if they're alive or dead or sick or whatever. They're dangerous. And and I lo- I love Glenn for that. Um and yeah, he always just tries to be have open communication with everybody. And and he's very but, but he also understands that that's not how other people view things. That like Sure. You know, like um when they find the silencers in the mini fridge mm-hmm. and he's like no Rule number one of scavenging, there's nothing left in this world that isn't hidden. Yeah. Like, he understands that that's how other people operate, and that's not how he wants to operate. He wants to be transparent and um, yeah, have everybody be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And he's got a sense of humor. Like, before they're about to cover themselves in walker guts, um, he looks at the they passing around the ID after Rick is like, I'm going to remember this guy. I'm going to tell my wife about him, which he does not. I'd like to point that out. 
Um, but Glenn says, he, well, he was an organ donor. Which makes it feel better. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment, it makes it's it also, It's also very like, oh, that's a terrible joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dark humor, but it's, you know, it's. In the moment, it, it was like the levity that was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the um, the idea of the like in, taking the infinity symbol for for Glenn because he really leaves a super big impression on everybody. Oh God! Um, yeah. The audience, the characters in the show. Um, he is just his essence. His energy is still just so prominent. What? Even right up until the end when yes. uh, Maggie and Negan are talking about mm-hmm. can she forgive him? And she's like, I can't because it's Glenn we're talking about. Right. Like the repercussions of that are never going to go away. Right. I'm so uh, – why did they – they really drag that whole tension on. That conversation needed to happen <laughs> years before. And it just I, Maggie was not ready to talk about it for a very long time. Like the anger was so well, ne- visceral. Yeah, sure, but Negan was not being like ugh. he needed to be in the position himself. I mm-hmm. mean, I see how they did it there. Ugh, whatever. I'm so like rolling my eyes so hard over here. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't have to be in the same position to be able to have empathy. But that's put two and two together because all he's been complaining about basically is just. You know, I mean, not complaining about, but just trying to ease that tension a little bit. Not that it's ever mm-hmm. going to be perfect, but all he had to do was own up to it and just have a sit down. But she, well, you're right. She, no, you're right. She wasn't ready because he tried with her. Yeah, when she just was not ready to hear it when they were going to get the wherever that place had that had the watcha, watcha. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to have that conversation. And she was no, you're right, you're right. Okay, never mind. But still, they just dra- I feel like they dragged that a little bit too too hard. But okay, I I'm stubborn too. I, I probably would have <laughs> in the same way. It's all right. It's all right, Maggie. I still love you, girl. But I'm glad they had the conversation. Okay, sorry yeah. that digression is just emotional, man. <laughs> Glenn for the win. It still hurts. But infinity symbol for Glenn, yeah, because well, it should be like heart infinity symbol, heart infinity symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glenn, 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 we love him so much. Um, so that's really, I think, all I have in terms of the magician and and Glenn. Uh, I'm sure there's other spots and places, but yeah, I mean, he. Oh, oh, I know what else I was thinking about earlier. Um, still talking about Glenn. Um. I said he he goes on runs, right, to get tools mm-hmm. and supplies for everybody. He also brings he makes the group bigger. Yeah. He so he gets left at the prison and he finds Tara, brings Tara with him. Daryl kind of picks that up too once they once they get to Alexandria and Aaron's like, you should be the one helping me find people. Who like you are a better judge of character. You know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Who? Oh, you're talking about Daryl, though. Mm-hmm. I'm still yeah. talking. I'm, t- I'm talking about Glenn. <laughs> but I mean, like same same energy of like oh, bringing more people in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is just like it was a natural occurrence for Glenn's character to make the family bigger. Yeah. And these people, I mean, 
not to say that people are tools, right? But in a but world, we definitely talk about that people as resources, but they're resources. Yes, resources, not tools. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely resources. Um, everybody has different skill sets, and it, it it strengthens their likelihood to to survive. Yeah. So he brings Tara to the fold. He is on the road with Tara, and they run into Abraham, Rosita, and Eugene. Mm-hmm. They come into the fold because they all get caught up at Terminus, meet up with Rick, Michonne, and Daryl, and Carl, and then now the group is just boop, bigger. Yeah. Gabriel was a... They all they all ran into him. But yeah, that was all. Glenn finds Rick, brings Rick into the fold. Mm-hmm. And he's very much about going to, to Alexandria when Rick is still, like, not sure about it. Yeah. He's like, the, he kind of, he sees both sides of it, both uh, Michonne's, like, we need to get off the road, and Rick's, how do we trust people? And it's like, there's a middle ground here. We can find it. We can figure out if these people are trustworthy before we, like, jump in. Yes. Yeah, Glenn is Glenn is that linking character, the connector, you know. Yeah, he's he's definitely manifesting that um the growth of the the Yeah. Community. Man, that's crazy. I never really thought about it like that like in this context before, so my mind is a little bit blown, so I'm, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, snap. Yeah, you know." Mm. It it's See, and bad weird things happen when Rick meets people because Rick is the one who meets Jesus with Daryl on the road. Oh yeah, and while the and then Greg, ugh, Jesus was cool. Gregory's ass, <laughs> and um, but you know, but that situation had to be weird because it was Rick. Who who got introduced to the character? Yeah, just as a as a as a note that the linking characters that Glenn usually brings in become part of the family. Who found the kingdom? Was that Glenn? Was he one of the people it, who came across the guy in the horse? It was Morgan. I think. I could be wrong. But I, it was it was not Glenn. No, like well, no, no, it was G- it, Jesus, because Jesus was the recruiter oh. for Hilltop. But Hilltop said, "Your world is about to get bigger," so he knows about the kingdom. Okay, yeah, and about that's it. She's <laughs> the Hilltop, the kingdom, and Alexandria. But they knew about the sanctuary. Also, they knew about part of it. They didn't. They don't really find out until after they attack an outpost that it's a whole lot bigger, right? But they do know of it, so that the world yeah. is is bigger. And then Tara finds hap, happens to find Oceanside, which is a different thing. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, digression like crazy, <laughs> like crazy. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, in terms of the people that, that Glenn brought in, they all became family members mm-hmm. um, or team members. Uh, how how very interesting. That is a good point. I like that. 
How very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's all I have on Glenn. Yeah. Do you have... Um, do you um, have- we get a, a little bit of the sort of uh, reversed shadow energy of the magician through um, Morgan when he is living by himself after Dwayne dies. Like he's using the resources, but he's using them for weird stuff. Like these traps, the um, the booby traps. Mm. Um, all of his messages scrawled everywhere. Um, like the information is there, but it's haphazard. It doesn't mean anything on its own. It's um, He hasn't figured out what the direction of his will actually is. Perfect. Perfectly worded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I find, I don't know why, but I find that the key word, uh, I'm sorry, not the key word, but uh, the the trickster, the trickster mm-hmm. aspect of the magician feels more prominent in the, the Tarot de Marseille than in Agreed. the Rider Waite Smith deck. I don't know what mental connection or lack thereof that that, because it's there, it's present in both, it's, it is what it is, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, um. So I I know I was trying to think about trick trickster characters where when you're watching, if you don't know what's going on in the story, you, it's just like the trick trickster aspect is like, do I trust this person? Because mm-hmm. you are aware of the resources, the resources or the tools that they have to do their will according to whatever. But mm-hmm. how is that going to impact uh, the character or you as the audience member, right? How's it going to impact our team or whatever? And um, so the governor and his manipulating ass. Oh God, he's so bad. He just blatantly lies about stuff. That's like, why are you even bothering? Oh. That doesn't matter. He, oh, and he, and then he's so slick about it too. I'm just yeah. like, listen, man, I don't like, this is why I like I have to agree with like Michelle in here because it's just that she's like something's not right something's not right he the governor tells Tyrese and Sasha that Andrea was out there all winter all alone when we know damn well she was with Michonne <laughs> tells Rick a whole bunch of bull crap when they have their talk you know kind of mm-hmm. just spinning it um he lied he lies about his name to andrea and then when he links up with um tara and her sister his name is different yeah he just picks it off of a wall my god uh, and there's, there's more lies with that too when he's talking to um megan um tara's niece yes and she's asking about his eye and what happened and and he's like yeah they uh, they killed my daughter, basically. And it's like, she was a walker. She was already dead. You know what, though? Like, it, isn't it interesting, like, that he feels that way? Because that's how Herschel and Maggie and them felt about the their family members who were walkers in the barn. Yeah. But at the same time, he only felt that way about his daughter. Yeah. Like, he took great joy in taking down other walkers. This is true. He's a strange character. But yes, manipulating all, like, word service, like, all day with the governor. Mm -hmm. Now, Dwight is in a different kind of pickle because we know that if 
he directs his will in any particular way, it could be harrowing for our team. Mm-hmm. And um, for a good long while, you just don't know if you could trust Dwight. Yeah. He does trustworthy things and then untrustworthy things. And it's like back and forth. Yeah. You don't know what to expect from him next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it feels like he's weighing each situation separately. Like yeah. every time that he has to make one of these decisions, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Yes. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we know the, like later on, when we kind of get a more full picture of what the situation was and all that, you can understand why he was moving the way that he was moving. Mm-hmm. But I hit probably didn't even realize how much power he actually had to affect what happened mm-hmm. with a with with the main the main ensemble cast. So <clears throat> great stuff there with with Dwight and the trickster aspect um being presented in a different way. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> and let can we talk about Miss Jadis slash Anne? Oh wow at the dump, yeah. She is in like super, super deep fake undercover. Yeah. <laughs> like quadruple crossing. I don't know. Like at what point are, is it? I, 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 this is what team I'm on. No, this is what team I'm on. No, this is what team I'm on. But actually it's the first team. But no, it's the third one. What? <laughs> she, yeah, she. And her story about like what the dump is what's going on there mm-hmm. who her people are mm-hmm. who she is mm-hmm. you'll be left scratching your head if you only watch the main show about this character yeah you have to watch sure. you have to watch world beyond to get a a more rounded out understanding of her but <sighs> whoa and even there She's very like, it's like, oh my God, bitch, can I trust you or can't I? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But she definitely knows how to use her tools in in that way. And Mm -hmm. that's very trickster. um, Oh, and that's another one with an interesting use of language too. Half of the jars, the ones we took one time this time. Yes. Say yes. 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 <laughs> Say yes. <laughs> I forgot how um I haven't gotten up to that part yet, so it's not very fresh in my head about how she but, Yeah, like the first introduction to the people at the dump and to her in particular, you the whole time you're just like, what in the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, But she made a good point, which is the use of, right, the use of language. No, good point. She does say in World Beyond, she said something about if you have your own language, people feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. And so this. She's using language as a tool to bring people together. To create her, yeah, her, that particular community for whatever goal she had going on for it or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Um, but yes, language as a tool. Perfect. Perfect. But, and definitely, um, a more trickstery aspect of the magician 
when it comes to this particular character. Um, Dwight is more of, um, it's not, it's, it's, it's tricky for us. It could be represented as the trickster, um, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that he innately is trying to be, um, like his personality is not that really of a trickster, if that makes sense. Whereas Jadis and uh, Jadis slash Anne, because she, you know, deep (laughs) undercover here, um, (laughs) she, um, that is part of her personality profile, like, Mm -hmm. or her occupational profile. I don't, (laughs) it is a whole part of her character though. That trickster aspect of it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Very good. And, um, and then Carol, home homemaker, homemaker Carol. Oh my god! It starts like the minute they walk in the gate. It's so great. Like she, her whole demeanor just changes. And then when they're handing over the weapons, she like struggles to get her rifle off. It is so cute. It's adorable. You're like she's doing it. It begins. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. And then in her interview, when she's you know talking about I used to garden and I enjoyed this and I always had dinner on the table for Ed. Oh, I miss that guy. I did laundry, gardened, um, always had dinner on the table for Ed when he came home. Um, I miss that stupid, wonderful man every day. And you're like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody misses Ed. <laughs> oh, that is so fantastic. Um so, um, <laughs> yeah, Carol, I, oh, so yeah, so she, she does that. She, um, at Terminus, she's all garbed up like the zombie. So she's able to infiltrate. She's very flexible. Um, mm-hmm. and using one of their fireworks to shoot into Terminus. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, when she first gets to the kingdom and uh, she has her, you know, royal introduction uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Um, I have no idea what's happening in the best possible way. <laughs> um, the no, when they, when Maggie and Carol get captured by the saviors, and they're being held oh, yeah. hostage, and she starts uh, hyperventilating. I mm-hmm. remember n- not knowing if she was putting on an act or if she was really having a moment. That's so interesting. I felt from the very beginning, like, oh, she's doing it again. She's faking out. Right. Because right after that, I believe she leaves Alexandria. Mm, Yeah. So it. She was having a time. You know what I mean? And, and it could maybe, maybe both are true at once. Mm hmm. But, yeah. but it was that particular moment was a very like, is she is she being a trickster or is she being genuine here? Yeah, just that moment, that moment where she's hyperventilating. And of course, I've seen it a thousand times. And <laughs> so, like, I've interpreted one way, I've interpreted another way. And I'm like, but which one is the truth here? Maybe. We'll, yeah, maybe both are true. Um, that's all I have for Carol, though. And uh, in relation to the trickster energy, any other additional like fly fly off notes? The um, the four maxims of magic: the magician is to will, 
Yes. I always like that. Yes. I think that's a that's a big one for Rick. If we're gonna, you know, his his will is what keeps the the group moving. It's you know when we get to the rictatorship mm. and it's his way or the highway. He's making all the decisions. This is not a democracy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The four maximum. Yeah, the will. Yes, magician is the will, the manifestation, the communication. I have had too much coffee, you guys. <laughs> Thank that's a magician energy. That's that's Mercury. <laughs> um, all right. I don't have any additional notes. Discussion question for listeners. Discuss how the different in-universe communities use tools and resources differently or similarly. Um, also, any other insights you might have that we may have missed, whether it's in regards to characters or aspects of the magician that we just didn't get to in this episode. You can email us at podcasttarotnerds at gmail.com. And we will, um, when we get to the Hierophant card, we'll probably go back and play catch up for listener feedback um, because we should be announced by then. Yeah. Um, As, you know, as ongoing and live and stuff. Um, Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we upload a new episode, we can be found on any podcatcher that you have, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. Additional information on this episode can be found on our website, tarotnerds.com in case you want a quick reference to the topics discussed and uh, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter next week's next episode we will be discussing the high priestess and with that we hope that you found this insightful and fun Thank you for listening to TV and Tarot Talk. No matter where you are, don't forget to take some time out of your week to chill, chat, and and tarot. tarot. Catch you on the next episode. Peace.